welcome to Wedding Wednesdays with Weddings Online. My name is Kelly and I'm a former wedding planner and blogger and I'm obsessed with weddings. If you're planning a wedding in Ireland, you're in the right place. You're going to learn the tried and tested methods to planning your dream wedding without the added stress. Think of this as your one-stop shop for everything to do with planning your wedding in Ireland. With me, your new wedding planning bestie and a cup of tea. This is Wedding Wednesdays with Weddings Online. Well, hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Wedding Wednesdays with Weddings Online. Today is episode three in a three-part series all about wedding invitations. So we've covered things like what you should put on your wedding invitation and also what you should not put on there. We've also gone through things like um, the wedding etiquette. So, you know, we spoke about how to address the invitations, who gets an invitation. And then today we're going to talk about RSVPs and... Um, I'm going to walk you through some really practical things that you can do to make it easy for your guests to RSVP so that you don't find yourself chasing after people to find out if they're coming, you know, two weeks before your wedding day, when that's the last thing you should be thinking about. I also want you to listen all the way to the end so you can hear something really juicy um, about something that one of my friends experienced when she was given a wedding invitation and she RSVP'd no because of something really inappropriate that was on the invitation. And I can't wait to share it with you because I was absolutely gobsmacked. Um, So we'll get to that at the very end of the episode. But this is what we're going to do. I'm going to walk you through a few things that you can do, including the timing of when you send your invitations, when you request the RSVPs, how you gather the RSVPs in a way that makes it easy for both you and your guests. So let's get started with the first one. The first point is simply this, make it easy. And I'm saying make it easy for you and your guests. You want to make it as straightforward as possible so people know exactly how to RSVP. And you've got a couple of options available to you. If you are wanting to go in the digital direction, I always recommend having a free Gmail account, which you can use for all wedding related things. So if you were getting married, um, you know, let's say you're getting married in 2024 and you want your Gmail account to be something like Glenn and Kelly 2024, if that's available, or Hartman Wedding 2024, something super simple. And you can use it for all wedding related things. You know, when you're talking to your suppliers, when you're gathering quotes, all of that kind of thing, it just kind of puts all wedding admin in one space and you're not going to have it all cluttered up with your work emails and your personal emails and like Amazon orders and all kinds of things. But one thing you can also do with that email account is you can use it to gather RSVPs. So you could um, put that email account on your invitations or you could put that on your wedding website, whatever it is, that account means that guests send an email to let you know if they're coming. Super simple, you know, it's really easy to send an email, especially if it's an easy email address to type in. So I always recommend not having it be a long, complicated email address with words that are hard to spell. Um, So make it simple. Um, so yeah, having it all in one place is always a great thing that you can do, but going online isn't, um, the, the right option for everybody. Some people like to do things with physical invitations and RSVPs. And if that is you, you also have a system available to you. You could do something like having an envelope with a card and guests can fill in if they're coming or not. Um, The way to make that easy for your guests is if you provide them with the envelope and the stamp and your address already written on the envelope. So really all they need to do is fill in the information on the card about whether or not they're coming, pop it in the envelope, seal it, 
and send it. They don't need to worry about figuring out what your address is. You don't need to worry that maybe they've written it incorrectly and it gets mailed to the wrong person. They don't need to go and search for stamps. You're, you're putting it all together for them so that they can really just reply and send. So those are two options. But the, the main point that we're trying to get across is that you want it to be easy and straightforward and not a convoluted RSVP system. The next thing is you want to be really direct. So it might seem obvious to you that you want guests to tell you they're coming in a very specific way. But um, if people haven't been to a lot of weddings or if they're not familiar with wedding etiquette, they may completely miss the cues. So it's really helpful to tell guests. If you want them to RSVP in a specific way, tell them. If you want them to RSVP by a specific date, which I highly recommend, tell them. Make it really clear, really direct, so there's no way that people can misinterpret the instructions. And I'm guaranteeing you it's already going to give you so much more clarity and guests will know exactly how to RSVP if you're really, really direct. It's also helpful to let guests know. If somebody had to tap you on the shoulder in person and say, oh, I'm coming to your wedding, it's helpful for you to say, could you please formally RSVP because we really need that as part of our wedding planning process. It's especially helpful if you're also asking for other pieces of information, like, you know, if you're asking for dietary requirements or if there are special needs and you want to make sure that you've got some accommodations for guests that might have special needs. It's really helpful if guests actually RSVP formally. So if somebody taps you on the shoulder or if they drop you a text and if those are not the ways that you've asked people to RSVP, it's helpful to say, oh, I'm so excited. Thanks so much for letting me know, but could you please RSVP formally? And that will do the trick. Okay, this is where it gets interesting. If you want to make it easy for yourself and your guests to RSVP, you need to time things perfectly. So this is what I recommend. Don't give guests too much time to respond because they're likely to put the invitation aside and then forget. And in their mind, they know they're coming, but they just haven't said anything. But you also don't want to give them too little time where they can't plan accordingly and create space to be at your wedding day. So you really want to send your wedding invitations about six weeks before the day. And this is for your standard wedding that's happening in your hometown. Um, it's also assuming that you've sent save the dates around the time that you got engaged and set the date and perhaps the venue. Um, if you are getting married further away, let's say you're having a destination wedding or more than 75% of your guests are coming from out of town, you want to give them more time. But the standard practice is about six weeks before the wedding day, you send out the wedding invitations. You then ask your guests to RSVP three weeks before the big day. So that gives them, if you're doing the mass, it gives them three weeks to receive the invitation, work out if they can come, and then submit their RSVP. Three weeks is a great amount of time because it's enough time for you to work out if you can be there. And assuming that you've already got a save the date, you probably already know if you can be there. You've probably already worked out that you can get childcare, you can afford the accommodation and you've got the transport sorted and all of those things. But it's not so much time that you're going to receive an invitation, put it on the counter and then forget about it. So I'm going to give you a little bit of a breakdown of how this could work. So six weeks before the day, send your invitations Three weeks before the day, RSVP date is the deadline. 
You want to give your final numbers to your caterer and venue usually two weeks before the wedding day. So you should check with them because if your venue or caterer has a slightly different practice, you want to tweak your timeline a little bit. But what we're essentially giving is a one week buffer from the deadline that RSVPs come in and the day that you need your final headcount. So that one week just means that if anyone has missed the deadline, they haven't actually missed the proper cutoff. And if you do need to follow up with anybody, which hopefully you won't, you've got a bit of a window that you can do that and you're not sitting there saying oh my gosh I need to send an email today to tell the caterers how many people are coming and I don't know the answer so you're giving yourself a window and that will just alleviate a little bit of the stress from the situation so I'm going to give you some date examples so that you can start to visualize what this looks like let's say you're getting married on the 3rd of May 2024 I picked that day because it's around the time of my wedding anniversary. So 3rd of May is your wedding date. So that means that the date you need to give your final headcount to your suppliers is the 19th of April. So that would mean that the invitation, uh, sorry, the RSVP date on your invitation would be a week before that final headcount date. So we're seeing the 12th of April. You may want to round that to the 10th of April and I will explain more in the next point, but that would mean that you send your wedding invitations on the 22nd of March. Now, if you're listening to this thinking, how am I going to get my head around all of this? I have written these dates and these timelines um, in a blog post on weddingsonline.ie forward slash blog. All of our podcast episodes come with a written episode breakdown. So you can have a little look at that if you are a visual learner and you process your information by looking and reading at things. Um, that will help you. So have a look. But the idea here as a summary for this bit is six weeks before the wedding, you send the invitation. Three weeks before the day, you gather your RSVPs. And then two weeks before the day, you give those final numbers to your wedding suppliers. Okay. We spoke a little bit about the 12th of April or the 10th of April being your RSVP invitation date. Um, Here's why I recommend you tweak things ever so slightly. Your RSVP RSVP date needs to be prominent, firstly. So when you give guests RSVP instructions, for example, fill in this card and pop it in the envelope or, um, you know, send us an email or drop us a text, whatever that information is, you need to say before and you give the date because then your guests know that there's a deadline. It helps to make it a little bit easier if the date is a round number, like the 5th, the 10th, the 15th, the 20th the 25th, the 30th, that kind of thing. Um, It helps to keep it memorable and then they know there's a deadline. I need to get this in by the 10th of the month and then they do it. Um, We're almost at the spicy, juicy part of the podcast episode, but before we get there, one way that you can ensure the guests RSVP is if you keep the RSVP options fun. So um, you could say can you attend our wedding, yes or no, or you can make it really fun and interactive. So your options could be things like yes, I can attend, or no, I can't attend, or something like, heck yes, or see you on the dance floor, um, that kind of thing. Something that's in line with your personality, something that fits with the tone of your wedding. So if you are going for a really casual, relaxed kind of wedding, then you know something like, heck yes, fits with that, that vibe, and it gives the, your guests a little bit of a, a kind of teaser and a taste of the tone of the wedding. Of course, if you're going for a more formal wedding, then you need to keep the language formal. It's something that we spoke about in one of the previous two episodes about matching the tone of the wedding 
with the tone of the invitation. But um, something else you could do is while guests RSVP, you could ask them to submit their favorite songs that you can include in your playlist for the day. Um, it just helps them to firstly communicate a piece of information with you, but it also means that you know that you're, you know, you're getting key information about their favorite songs. You can include it in the playlist. It, it creates that anticipation and excitement because they're thinking, oh, that means I'm going to get to dance to that song. It's going to be so much fun. But the idea here is that you create um, an interactive experience. You're keeping the RSVPs fun and your guests are more likely to actually submit their RSVPs on time. Okay, bonus. This is the juicy bit. The bonus piece of information is don't do this really awkward thing that happened to one of my friends. Um, so we're talking about RSVPs and the key is for guests to RSVP yes, surely. If you didn't want them to say yes, you probably wouldn't be inviting them. Um, if you want guests to say yes, it's important to listen to wedding etiquette. And we spoke in great detail about that in last week's episode, but I didn't think to include this piece of information because it just felt like such an obvious thing to me, but apparently it's not. So let me set the tone. One of my friends was invited to a wedding, which was about a four hour drive away from where she lives. Um, that in itself is not a deal breaker because when you really love someone and you, you know, you've got childcare and you have the resources to travel four hours, that's not a problem. So she was fully available and ready to do that. Um, she was going to take time off work and everything. And then she looked a little bit down on the invitation and they shared all the key information and one of the pieces of information they shared under that key information is something along the lines of this. Your wedding dinner costs us X amount. I don't remember what it was. I think it was something like 150 pounds or something like that. So let's say that's the figure. Your wedding dinner costs us about 150 pounds um, to purchase. So please provide a wedding gift of equal or more value. And I was like, Excuse me? Um, so here's my piece of information for you. Don't demand gifts from your guests that are of a certain value because it's tacky, it's a little bit gross, and people will definitely be a bit offended. So I know that there's a bit of a principle. It's kind of an unwritten understanding. I won't even call it an unwritten rule because it's not a rule, but it's an unwritten understanding that the value of the meal that you receive as a wedding guest should be roughly what you are prepared to spend on the wedding gifts. So that as a couple, what you spend on the wedding, you end up making that money back in gifts or financial contributions. Um, but not everybody's in a position to do that. Some guests will be in a position to provide a wedding present that's even more expensive and ultimately it kind of balances out. And at the end of the day, as a couple, you'll be receiving gifts or, or even cash gifts or honeymoon contributions that will roughly equate to what you're spending on the wedding. But uh, you should definitely not be stating that as a fact and requesting those gifts on your wedding invitations. Um, but another little tip before we finish is if you do want to request, um, you know, that your guests have a look at your wedding registry or if you would like a financial gift instead, it's completely acceptable to ask for that. But doing it on your website is usually the better space, not on your wedding invitation. Well, thank you for listening today. The Wedding Wednesdays with Weddings Online podcast is produced by me, Kelly, and mixed, mastered, and edited by Glenn Hartman. For more wedding planning tips, advice, checklists, and more, visit weddingsonline.ie.